In this episode, we chat with board directors and volunteers, Kathy Seafree and Debbie Flynn. These sister-in-laws in kindness have been Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley volunteers since 2003 and have granted over 60 wishes together for children in the local community. Here is Kathy Seafree and Debbie Flynn. Ladies, welcome to the Wish House Podcast. How are you? Doing well, Abe. How are you today? I'm doing great. And how about you, Kathy? How are you holding up? I'm great. Thanks so much for having us, Abe. Uh, we're so happy to have you on the podcast. You know, as our board chair and and vice chair, I mean, it's it's a proud moment for us as a, as a chapter that you know we're able to one have a podcast and then have it supported by our board is something extremely special to us. It really is affirming to what we had envisioned. You know, a year and a half ago when we started putting things together to create this podcast. It really was something um, that we weren't sure how it was going to be received. You guys both have been avid listeners of the podcast, which has been really great. Um, what has been, before we kind of get into all the other stuff, I'm just curious for me, you know, what has been some of the conversations around the podcast, you know, with volunteers that you've been in contact with and obviously our board? Well, I could speak for the board and tell you that we are all extremely proud of what you have put together on this podcast. I mean, it's very timely and you, you guys, you, you think forward all the time. And we're just so proud that you guys have put this together in the way that you did. I mean, they're professional. You've got great variety of guests. You do a, a fantastic job in your interviewing. And um, I know, so for the board, I think the board is like, wow, these guys are, they're terrific. Um, and we really appreciate it, especially during this time. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, for our listeners, you know, we have one of the most supportive boards. Let's get into it. I mean, you guys started off as volunteers, you know, back in 2003, you guys both were trained as, you know, fully fledged volunteers. Take us back to 2003. What was going on during that time that kind of prompted you guys to say, hey, you know what? I want to get involved with our local Make-A-Wish chapter. Um, Kathy and I are sister-in-laws and our niece volunteered for fundraising in the New York City Metro chapter. So whenever we were together as a family, she would tell us stories. And as always, you get just sucked right in. You immediately want to be a part of all the wonderful things that are happening. So Kathy and I located our local chapter, um, and the rest is history. We volunteered and were trained as wish granters, and we still do that today. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, not only are you both volunteers, and your niece was a volunteer over at Metro New York, but Debbie, your sister is also a volunteer with our chapter, Linda, who's Correct. been with us forever and has one of the best Long Island accents like ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a family affair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so you guys together, you, you mentioned it, you guys volunteered together, you know, started off together and you kind of stuck together throughout all these years working on wishes as trained wish granters. You guys have worked on to, you know, collectively, you know, over 65 wishes, you know, as far as we can tell in our records, you know, yeah. 65 wishes, a lot of wishes to not only grant as individuals, but then also as a team having 65 granted together. That must be, you know, that number is, is a big number. Do any of these, um, I mean, there's so much to talk about just with 65 wishes right well, there. Well, you know, it's funny because we, we often say to each other, we should have kept a journal and we really wish that we do. And occasionally we'll talk about, remember that wish, remember him, remember her. 
And, you know, we, re we can remember them, but we really wish we had documented them because that, that's a lot of wishes. And we've met some amazing yeah. children and families along the way. Um, and we, we've done some fantastic wishes that, that really, uh, they, they hit home. <laughs> Man, let's get into it. What are some of those wishes that kind of stick out to you as, you know, when you think of the 65 you've done that are under your belt? Um, what is what is one of the two or you know three that kind of stand out to you? Whether it was because of really it was a challenging wish, or you know maybe it was a, a family that just really you know touched your hearts. You know, Debbie, maybe you could share a little bit about about one of those wishes. It's hard to pick one or two, Abe. We've been blessed, as you said, with you know at least sixty five of them, so it's really hard. One of my favorite um, we just actually completed recently, which was a golf cart wish, um, which was this angel little girl and her family goes camping because they can't travel with her because of all her needs. And she has problems walking because of all her treatments and on their campsite, everyone has golf carts um, and they, everybody loves her and they call her the high girl because she waves hi to everyone. And the people have gotten to stop by her camper to pick her up and take her in her golf cart. So her wish was to have her own golf cart and her favorite character from Disney was Frozen. So Kathy and I, together with the Wish team there, which is awesome, um, had a golf cart for her, our kids' daughters, son's fiance, they dressed as Disney characters from Frozen and drive the cart down her street. Um, and it was just amazing just because of her history, uh, her medical history and just her whole life history. So that one really is close to my heart. Man, and that was really one of those timely wishes also during this time of the pandemic, one of those wishes that we could grant, you know, during this time. And, you know, as we're reimagining wishes as an organization and more specifically as a chapter, you know, the idea of travel always tends to come up with wish kids. I mean, you know this, you know, being veteran volunteers and, and wish granting volunteers, you know, we get this all the time. But, you know, we just hosted a really great refresher um, via webinar, our first as a chapter that we did yesterday, and we're having another one again tomorrow. And at the time of this uh, recording of this episode, we're in the beginning, early beginnings of March. Um, and one of the cool things about it is that, you know, we don't want to not talk about travel wishes, but you can use that as inspiration with the wish that they are able to have granted to them now. So if they love, you know, Disney characters and maybe they're not able to go to Disney, but you still were able to incorporate that into the cart, the golf cart, you know, wish. And I think that's what we want our volunteers to kind of start focusing on is how can you reimagine wishes? How can you be creative and utilize the stuff that the kid has given you already? All their favorites and all the things that you're gathering as part of the paperwork. Let's take all that information and reimagine it into what we're able to grant today in this in, during these very difficult times and challenging times and and try to bring some hope and joy to these kids that are waiting for a wish. And, and, you know, for our listeners, we encourage you guys to go to our website, get involved, go to our volunteer page and find out all the different ways that you can get uh, connected to our chapter and, and utilizing your own skill set and what you're able to offer. And I think that's really important for our, our to potential volunteers to hear. And also based on what you said earlier, Kathy, for wish granting volunteers, if you're just, you recently were trained as a wish granter, start writing in a journal. Start writing these stories down, Absolutely. right? Definitely. And we're hoping to get more of these newly trained wish granny volunteers on the podcast so that we can talk about some of these wishes. And at least they have that 
as yeah. something that they can go back to and, and listen to many, many years down the line. And, you know, Abe, it was so nice because she had she has a wonderful family. Her mother and father and two brothers and sister were there for the wish. And when you saw little Ellie sitting in the driver's seat of the golf cart with this big smile on her face and the two frozen characters next to her, the father looked at me and said, all I could think of is when she was 15 months old in the hospital with all the tubes coming out of her and, and we just couldn't see the future. And she, he said, and now to see her so happy and imagining using this golf cart, because didn't she say, is it really mine? Is it really mine? Is it really? And her name was right across the front. So oh, you know, we said, goodness. look at what the front says, Ellie's caught. Um, and it's interesting. It, really did, it brought them so much hope and joy, and and really, really strength for the future. It was, it was really special. And the great thing about it was, you know, we had the volunteers with us, and some people taking pictures and whatever. And 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 the man came from the golf cart place to because he brought the trailer. And he, he was everybody awesome. was so touched, and it was early December, and it really made the holidays that much more special yeah and i think that's the amazing thing about wishes that we're able to incorporate community members in you know whether it's the vendor that's present to deliver the item whether it's volunteers that are able to be socially distant you know during these times but that are able to be there to at least see it you know be given whether it's you know you drop off an enhancement at the door you go back to the street <laughs> from the sidewalk you're like hey you know you're waving yeah. you know what we're doing a lot a lot now volunteers you're sending wish enhancements via you know amazon or other other companies and then you're having a facetime to kind of video call to then see them open up the box and see what the enhancements are too so that's happening a lot that's, right been, that's been yeah. a change for us yeah. you know you know you yeah. think about us starting in 2003 and what it was like going and meeting the families and sitting at the table and they would usually sit with us and talk with us and cry with us and <laughs> hug us and whatever. And now it's so distant, you know, and I know we're going to get back to that, but for right now, it was a learning experience for us to really do things differently. Yeah. And, and, and I'm curious because that's, that's one of the biggest parts of the conversations that always come up with wish granny volunteers is this pivot that we had to do this time last year. You know, it's been a year. We're almost at the year mark where we shut down as a state, you know, as a country, and then we kind of took that two, three week period to figure out, you know, how are we going to move forward now on wishes and how are we going to reinvent the wheel in, in granny wishes and seamlessly. And, and really, this is a testament to the volunteer base that we have, including you two who are part of it, where they were like, OK, what can we do? How are we going to do this? And we were like, well, we're going to have to do video calls. Show me how to do video calls. And, you know, and there was all this conversation about, okay, what kind of tools and resources can we provide to the volunteers and specifically the wish granting volunteers to support them as we're figuring out what is the next step? And it went seamless. Well, the staff, the staff is incredible. I mean, they have done such an incredible job keeping in contact with the volunteers as well as the families. So they've been huge in making it seamless. They're, well, they're awesome. I would agree. And, and, you know, the flexibility and the ability and, and the creativity that volunteers were able to then have to say, you know what, this is a task. We're going to make it work. And that's a test. That's a testament to our volunteer base, truly, um, that they were not floored by the fact that they couldn't have in person. They were like, well, we would prefer it. But if we can't, let's move ahead and try to get as creative as possible. Everything from going to like YouTube and finding videos of like 
virtual roller coasters and virtual zoo uh, visits and anything we could try to engage with the kid, you know, via video call or virtually was were things that we were looking into. And really, we got a lot of those resources, you know, from our volunteer base, they gave us ideas, and we kind of built off of those things. So, you know, kudos to all of our volunteers that are listening to this podcast and and our wish granters that were able to be flexible and, and understanding during those difficult times. And now a year later, are continuing to innovate and be and evolve with us as we're, you know, things are changing, policies and guidelines that are, are, are constantly changing. So, um, yeah, this pandemic has been something of a doozy, to say the least. Um, you know, and, and you guys, you know, being now that we're, we talked a little bit about the volunteer stuff, let's talk about the other volunteer hat that you guys have worn for the last few years, which is being part of our board. And, you know, the, the challenges that we had to face over the past year with the pandemic and, you know, the, the inability to have, you know, fundraising events and, you know, in person, at least in fundraising events, you know, we had to kind of really as a chapter, you know, buckle down and try completely different things, things that were outside of what we normally would have done. I mean, just from like nothing, we created a stars at home virtual talent show, which generated, you know, a good amount of money when we needed it, um, you know, and, and just, you know, all these other things that we've done since with a virtual wish night and and a, a, a hybrid version of our golf event and also a hybrid version of our walk. I mean, this is something that we did as a chapter and we really rallied together as a community to kind of make it happen. So on your end as board members, you know, how was it kind of navigating through these waters? Because I'm, I'm sure it, it, it was it's, it's challenging. It was a challenging time. Well, to be really honest, it stinks, really. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were so excited to be the board chairs. And, and I mean, we, lo- we love the people that we work with. Tom just reminded us at our, our last meeting that it was a year since we met in person. And, you know, the strength of Make-A-Wish is the people that are involved because there's so much love and so much uh everybody's commitment commitment and they're so smart and and you really you feed off of each other when we sit around that board table so we've had to I think the first few meetings it was audio only and then and then you guys did Microsoft Teams and now some some call in some are in the car I think Brian Doyle was on the fire truck (laughs) It's it's crazy but but you know everyone's still very committed and we we have the mission in mind and we never forget it but, but it's been challenging. It really, really has. I mean, you know, we would have had the 40th anniversary down at Disney, which we weren't able to do. And, and um, but now we have our 35th, our, our Hudson Valley chapter 35th, which we're going to reimagine and do that right. in the, in a way. And that's what we have to do is just keep looking forward. We can't, we can't just say, oh, poor us. We have to just keep moving forward. Yeah. And one of the core value, the first core value as an organization that we have as Make-A-Wish is put the wish kids first, always putting the kids first. And I think that's always been in the forefront of every decision that's been made is what's going to keep our kids safe. How can we give our our wish kids the best possible experience? And I think that's been our guiding principle as a, as an organization and especially as a chapter. And that's really a testament to our President CEO and Tom, and also in, in you both as our leaders on our board and our board um, and all of our board directors really leading us through um, some of these tough times. And, you know, and, and with that said, you know, one of the, we talked about fundraisers, you guys as volunteers started hosting your own fundraiser many years ago. Um, I was trying to find the exact. Yes. It was the first. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was like right after you guys started volunteering. So not only did you were you like, hey, we're gonna start grinding wishes, you were like, we're also gonna start fundraising for the chapter. And to date, you guys have raised over a million dollars for Make Wish Hudson Valley. Yes, let's clap it up for those that are listening. I'm hope let's give a, a few seconds for you to clap because over a million dollars raised. Um, through your your support and through the support of, of of your network of friends and family and 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 uh, how how did that all happen? I mean, let's let's name the event. The, the event. Well, I love I love the first story. It was we we divided Denise. We invited Denise, and at the time, James Sherman was the president to my house in New Paltz, and the two of us sat down and we said. You know, we're thinking we could have this fundraiser and, you know, we think we could raise some good money. You know, we have a lot of friends and we want to bring awareness because a lot of a lot of people in the area didn't know exactly what Make-A-Wish did. So they were like, great. What are you thinking? And we were thinking of having a dinner at, at, at the culinary. And so they said, do you have an idea of how much you're going to raise? So Debbie and I looked at each other and we said 20, 25. And they said, oh, 2,500. And we said no, twenty five thousand. <laughs> they thought we were crazy. They thought we were nuts. And we and we made fifty one thousand that year. Oh my god! And it it blew us away. And every year thereafter, blue has blown us away. I mean, it really, we have a group of supporters here that are unbelievable. Many of them have been with us since two thousand and four. Every year they sponsor. Every year they come. They've increased uh, their sponsorship. Yeah. They're there for us. This year, obviously, we couldn't have the event, so we did a mailing and an email, and 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 we raised over eighty-five thousand dollars because that yeah. is the support of Make a Wish. They love the organization, they trust us, and and um, it just is something that we hope to continue to do for Absolutely. a long time. Man, we are so lucky to have the support of all those people that are that have attended your Fall for Wishes event. It's really one of those. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think the central focus of your event also and i think that's a, a game changer for a, for 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 those that are listening if you're thinking of hosting an event that that part that's going to really change you know kind of move it move the needle is the story that you guys share that night because i think that is a central part of what is also motivating some of the giving that's happening that night and and many times you the way it's been linked up it's a lot of times the story that you're the wish story that you're sharing is a wish that you guys have personally worked on as well, which also that. adds to it. So, yes. Debbie, you can kind of talk a little bit more about that. I was just going to say that, um, you know, our event is a small event in comparison. And I think the max number is 155 or something in that area. Um, Kathy and I know, greet and speak with every single person at some point during the night. Uh, we always have wish kids. Most likely it's one of ours. And that has been a huge, a huge part of it. I think that people know we're really in it from the bottom up right. and um, we're blessed. We're blessed to have such a community because we live in a small community. So we're really blessed to have such a community and generous, wonderful people around us. It really is amazing. Um, and, and I think, you know, if anyone, if anyone that's listening to the podcast, you know, is thinking about organizing their own event we encourage you to go to our show notes there's going to be a link there on how to organize an event you can do it virtually um you can have it be centered around a, a milestone birthday that's coming up people make donations in your name in your honor to to make wish hudson valley it's a very easy process to get that started through our wish your way uh fundraising pages so we encourage you guys to check the show notes and you can find out a little bit more about that 
Um, did you guys find any at all challenges when you first started? You know, I'm guessing when you started, you didn't start off with 155 people. I mean, it must have been a little bit. Oh, you did? <laughs> you did, believe it or not. Believe it or not, we had to ask the culinary if we could use yeah. upstairs yeah. because oh. it was we had more people than um they were able to see on the on the first floor we actually had a year where we sent out save the dates and everyone responded to the save the date we never sent out the invitation wow we never got an invitation we said it's already sold out from the save the date unbelievable i remember one of my first things i did as believe as an alumni committee member was to go to your event you and spoke it was, one year. Yeah, yeah, I remember speaking at your event and it was it was so you can tell the energy in the room. Everybody was being was supportive of each other. Everybody was just there for all the right reasons. And I think that's one of the special things about Make-A-Wish is that when you go to a Make-A-Wish event, it does still feel like grassroots community feel. And I think that's what resonates with people and encourages them to continue to come back and support these events. Well, that's one of the things that Debbie and I always wanted our event to be. We wanted it to feel like family. We wanted it to be fun. We wanted to get the message across. We didn't want a lot of blah, 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 blah speeches, which is why if we could just get, you know, (laughs) I speak real quick, Deb does, Tom always spoke. And then we had our wish kids speak and that's the meat of what they want to hear and they want to see. And so many of our speakers then would mingle and people would go up to them and speak to them. Like we had Kira, um, she was not our, we didn't do her wish, but she had been a Hudson Valley wish to meet Billy Joel. And she spoke at our event and people felt in love with her. I mean, she was a star and is a star. And, um, and so, you know, that's the message you get across and people believe we're doing something really good. So absolutely. And and shout out to Kira, you know, Kira, for those that are listening to this podcast, we're going to put a link into the show notes. Kira literally is a movie star. So (laughs) yeah, she is, you can find her on Hulu. She's in a movie called run. It's a, it's a horror thriller kind of, you know, um, I don't know, psycho thriller, I guess. And it's one of those really, um, you know, really great movies that if you're, you're looking for something to watch, we're going to put a link in the show notes so you can check it out. I'm hoping to get Kira on the podcast at some point. Um, so we're, we're hoping to connect with her in that way. But yeah, she does such an amazing job and so inspirational. Um, her story and the way she shares it, it's just, it grabs you right away. So I'm, I'm not surprised that she was, you know, so, so loved, you know, at your event. Cause she really, she spoke at our wish ball, you know, when we last had it in person. So it was, it's really, really, really powerful stuff. Um, I'm curious, you know, from your event, has that translated to any other uh, community members getting involved with our local chapter? Has you know people from or that have supported us become volunteers, or they themselves have hosted their own kind of spinoff type of fundraisers for our chapter? I believe we we recently may have received uh, some some funds from one of those supporters. Well, Joe O'Connor. Yeah. So one of our supporters has done uh, um, fundraising on his own. Uh, as well as I think we had two or three people became volunteers. Right. And we did have a few that got involved on the volunteer end. Yeah. And and, and that's that's where I wanted to get to is that there's so many uh, ways that you can get involved with the chapters locally and how you can support us. Obviously, you can go to an event when it's possible in person and support it that way. Have you been wondering what to do with the boat, RV or car in your driveway? 
you need to get rid of it. But the hassle of listing it online, meeting with strangers, and rejecting lowball offers just isn't how you picture spending your Saturday afternoons. Instead, save yourself the trouble and donate your vehicle, whether it's running or not, to Wheels for Wishes. Wheels for Wishes is a 501c3 charity organization that helps kids in your community. Just fill out a quick online form. They'll schedule a free convenient pickup from your home, office, or repair shop within 24 hours. Best of all, the proceeds benefit Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley to grant life-changing wishes for children with critical illnesses. And they handle all the paperwork leaving you with a warm heart and a clean driveway. It's easy for you and life-changing for the children you benefit. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Check the show notes to donate your vehicle, running or not, to Wheels for Wishes today. What is some advice that you would give to someone that is possibly interested in volunteering their time as a board member? You know, what would you kind of tell those individuals in the community that maybe have the resources, maybe have the network, have always kind of wanted to get involved, but haven't been sure how to get started. What would you share with them to kind of encourage them to get connected to us here locally at Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley? Well, I could tell you for me personally, I would tell anyone that it's life-changing to be part of Make-A-Wish, to be part of the board, um, any type of volunteering, it's been life-changing. It's a blessing you learn so much. You're around wonderful, good people doing wonderful, good things. Um, and if you have the time, the resources, it's just a beautiful place to put it to help these children. So one of the things that when we were doing our, our, our pre-production meetings on, on Mondays in preparing for the week's interviews, one of the things that came up a lot was how your supporters at your event, um, they're really like each one is like a grain of sand. Um, you know, as part of this beach that we have of supporters. And, you know, without each and every one of those people, no matter the amount of the donation of what it is, whether it's $10 here or $100 here, or in the case of those that are donating larger amounts, you know, every single dollar counts. And it's, there's direct impact with that donation, which I think is important that people that are listening in understand that when you make a donation to Make-Wish and our chapter, you know where that money's going. You know, that child, you're going to that child's going to have an amazing experience because of your donation. And I think that's something that's really important to share with our community members that, you know, if they're able to, you know, give what you can. I mean, sometimes people think I, I can't host an event. I can't do something big. I don't have a car to donate. So what can I do? You can volunteer your time, you know, like you guys have done as volunteers. You know, you can do other things as well. You know, what some what are some other ways you can encourage members of our community to kind of get involved? Well, before we move on to that, I just wanted to say at that first event that we were at the culinary, at the end of the night, a waiter came up to me and said, I want to donate money. And he gave me a $20 bill. He left it on the table for me. And then the bartender said, I'm donating all my tips. And wow. he donated. And it was like that. It's exactly what you said, Abe, that it could be a $10 bill or a $10,000 donation. It does not matter. It's all going toward the wishes. And it really it was so heartfelt that these kids, they were students, they were students, they're okay. students of the culinary. And, you know, he didn't have any money, but he wanted to give us his $10. And it really was one of them who was an entrepreneur. He took off his name tag <laughs> and he auctioned it off. <laughs> Wow. 
and we had someone <laughs> give us money for it. <laughs> well, I think that's that's one of the cool things about your event as well is that you know, you find amazing ways to fundraise, you know, within this idea, big umbrella of fundraising. And I think that creativity also resonates with the people in the room. They're like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll auction off a name tag. Yes, we'll go for it. It says Culinary Institute of America. We're, we're going for it. You know, and I think that's really the cool thing about fundraising events and just community events in general that where people can get involved with us here locally is that it could be anything you want. I mean, we have great followers. I'm going to give them a, definitely a shout out. You know, it's uh, one of our biggest followers on Instagram. It's for a young girl. Her name is Heather. She hosts, she has this, this fundraiser that she does all the time where she has bookmarks. It's called Bookmark Buddies. And we'll be yeah. sure to link it up in, in, in the show notes as well. You would think bookmarks, okay, big deal. But no, but they raised so much money, you know, through the selling of these bookmarks that are, you know, the funds raised are coming directly to our chapter. She participated also in our Stars at Home campaign, you know, came in, I believe, second or third place. You know, and, and with all the voting that she had, had a great support system, all from bookmarks. You know, very she a wish kid, Abe? Oh no, not. she's not a wish kid, and that's the amazing thing about it. These are kids that are that are inspired by our wish kids, are participating in our Kids for Wish Kids program, which again will also. This sounds like a, I'm just a promotional thing for the show notes, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, there's so many ways you can get involved. We could be here forever, but Kids for Wish Kids is another program that we have where it's a program managed by kids and it's for kids. And Heather is one of those kids that decided, you know what, I want to give back in my own way through the help of my parents, my, my adults in my life. And I want to support uh, wish kids that are going through a difficult time. And she did it through this bookmark buddies. Um, you know, uh, And that's the great thing. You could volunteer and use your strengths. You don't have to be a wish grantor if, you know, a lot of people say to us, I could never do it. It's too emotional. I don't know how you do it. Well, you don't have to do that. There's so many other things you could do. As you're saying, you could fundraise. You could be volunteer for the board. You could, whatever your strengths are, you could use them. And there's a ton of different ways. Um, I know people have volunteered in the office back when we were able to be with each other. Um, they've asked us if they could volunteer. There's just so many ways and so many things that need to get done. Yeah, so I would urge people to pursue that. Absolutely. And I want to go back to also going back to wishes because we, we, we didn't really get into a lot of your all-time favorite wishes, but you know we'll, we'll get into it next in the shooting star segment, which is a series of questions where you say the first thing that comes to mind. You know, I want to hear about you know, some of these things that just right off the top of your head, right? So you know, favorite Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley memory, what would it be? We'll, go, we'll start first with Debbie and then we'll continue with Kathy. Okay, I would have to say it was at one of our events at the Culinary Institute, the year we packed the house on the first and second floor. We had, um, what's his name, Quinn? Colonel Quinn speak, and it was during the Iraqi war and everyone was very emotional. And people literally were bidding like crazy. They were handing Kathy and I so much money grabbing and us. checks. <laughs> We were, you know, it was in the beginning. So we were writing everything down, trying to keep note. And finally we threw our pens up and we just looked at each other and we just hugged each other and screamed because wow. people were literally just throwing checks and money at us. And that is one of my like, wow. You know? I think we raised over 120,000. That, yeah. That, yeah. That Unbelievable. And, and, and also as a teaser for our listeners, 
you know, Michael Quinn, who is the colonel you're, you're, you're referring to, um, he's actually going to – I've already interviewed him, and he's going to be one of the episodes that we'll be releasing soon. Oh, that's, that's great. great. So that's he great. has a power – I mean, you – the tears when he, sp yeah. he spoke oh. and was unbelievable. Mike is one of those, you know, salt of the earth. Like, he wears his emotions on his sleeve, and yeah. it comes through in the interview with him. So we're, we can't wait. Um, to share that episode out to our listeners because uh, that's one that's going to go down as one of the highlights for sure of the podcast. And what about you, Kathy? I mean, what would you say is one of your favorite like Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley memories? What? Well, let's maybe go on the wish side of it. So everything I do, I love. But one of the things that really, really affected me was when Debbie and I went out to the national conference out in Arizona and we got to meet people from chapters all over the country and really all over the, the world. world. And because uh, Guam was there um, and to see other people and meet them, how they're doing things, learning from them. Plus, we went out with the, some of the staff. We had so much fun with them. We went out with another board member, Jen Herodis. We really it was just such an enriching experience. Oh, we also had dinner with the founders, Tommy and Linda. Mm -hmm. And that whole experience was just surreal. It, it kind of like brought the circle full yeah. circle for me. Um, got to meet the national president, Richard Davis. It's, it's one of those things that for our listeners, you know, we have as an organization every year, a global conference. And, you know, we have, you know, Make-A-Wish America, Make-A-Wish International. You have all these chapter staff that, that, and board that show that, that go and support this conference. You know, it's a, it's a time of learning, it's a time of growth. Um, but one of the, the most impressive things, I recall going to global conferences where I was sitting at a table with Canada next to me, and then I also represented from Canada, Puerto Rico, and I had people from, um, I believe it was like, not Egypt, but it was like some other country. And I'm just like, where am I? <laughs> like, I'm here from, we're, we're from Tarrytown, New York, and I'm here with Canada and they're talking to me about hockey and I'm like, I don't watch hockey. I watch baseball. <laughs> and it's just one of those funny things, but it's true. I mean, you guys know it. I mean, you, you get to meet such amazing people all with the same core values of serving kids that are going through a difficult time. Right. Well, I was going to say, Abe, you know, when you meet someone and they tell you, oh, this is your second cousin and you never met them, but you have this instant emotion for them. Yeah. Right. Your heart instantly opens and you suddenly just because they're family. We were at a table with Puerto Rico and Guam. Hey, and it was the same thing. You're there and you're looking around and you're saying, they're all my family. They all have that same, you just feel that instant connection. We were all hugging, exchanging numbers. We yeah. took pictures together. I mean, it was just really, really awesome. So that whole, we were there for a week and it was, it was, it was amazing. That's awesome. And, and moving on to the next question in the shooting star segment, you know, and this will, will, will is for both of you guys. Um, what is your the favorite, your most favorite wish that you granted? Obviously, you can't pick one. They're like your kids. You can't pick your one favorite. But if you could pick one wish that either you granted personally or heard about over the years, um, what would it be? What would it be? You know, we'll start with you first, Kathy. Well, early on, we granted a wish for a girl named Ashley, and she wanted to throw a party to thank all the people that helped her when she was sick, to thank the nurses and doctors, her family, her friends, her teachers. And so Debbie and I 
got her, let her get her dress, let her, we had a hair and makeup person. We had a limo go pick up the whole family and brought them. She, oh, she chose, she chose the color, the invitation, the place, um, photographer, DJ. We threw her an amazing party and she was so appreciative. She spoke at our event. We didn't even have to tell her what to say. She knew exactly what to say. And then the best part of this whole thing is, I don't know how many years later, she got married and invited us to her wedding. Wow. And then I'll take it even one step further. A couple, our last event that we could have, which I guess was 2019, one of the girls that was working at the venue said, you did my sister's wish. And we said, who? It was Ashley. It was her sister who what? was just a little girl at the time. Oh, my goodness, man. You talk about just layers and layers of goodness with all of that. Wow. And you know what, Abe? We were invited to her wedding. It was a very, very small wedding. I mean, it was like parents, grandparents, few friends, few, you know, maybe 40 people and us. And she oh, said, I couldn't get married without the two of you here. So Unbelievable. And I think that's one of those things that, you know, for many, many years, you know, with Make-A-Wish, I mean, it was, it was always about keeping distance, you know, with families and not staying close to them and all this stuff. And then over the last handful of years, that, that changed. You know, it was all about let's stay connected with families more. Let's have volunteers, you know, have stay in touch and have them connected to, connect more with the chapter um, to get involved. And, and we've seen it. You know, we've seen the benefits of that is by having Wish families and Wish kids closer to us. You know, they they think of us first. And um, when they're thinking of donating their car or they're thinking of maybe fundraising, they, you know, they're thinking about Make-A-Wish because of the impact that, you know, we were able to provide for them during a, a difficult time. And hearing Ashley's story, I mean, that's that's someone we need to have on the podcast. <laughs> we need to talk to her because <laughs> talk about, you know, seeing, you know, having her wish granted, having wish granters at her wedding and then having her sister many, many years later, you know, bump into you guys just by happenstance. You know, you can't make this stuff up. And I think that's one of the cool things also about Make-A-Wish. There's so many stories like that, which is why we wanted to create this podcast in celebration of our 35th anniversary and looking back at our history as a chapter. These are the stories we need to share. You know, they're great in board meetings and they're great to motivate the staff. But our listeners, our community supporters need to hear these stories because that's the type of impact that their donation of time, dollars, resources is going towards this is the impact that it has it's, it's touching families and volunteers in ways that are so profound that you know we find these things out so many years later and you know we need to get these stories out and i'm, I'm we're so privileged to have the podcast as a platform to be able to share these stories because yes. you know you talk about 35 years of wishes it's not just the 2900 plus kids that have been touched by a wish directly it's all those siblings and family members and community members that took part in it there's so many stories like that. We need to highlight them. And that's what this podcast really is all about. And I have another and also, question. And also the impact is on the volunteer too, because I mean, the two of us are like, you know, we'll get in the car and, and we're crying or we're, yeah. you know, or we're so happy because we saw the joy that we brought someone or you might get a note or sometimes we'll get a little something, bring back you a little keychain that they got <laughs> when they were, you know, and it, it, the impact on the volunteer is equally as strong as it is on the wish kid and family. 
That's that's so true, and and it's really important that our, our our listeners hear that because, you know, if you're looking for something to give your time to, you know, come over to Make a Wish Hudson Valley. We'll treat you like family because that's what you are. And I think that's one of the things that also volunteers tend to talk a lot about is that when they meet other volunteers for the first time, like what you said, Debbie, when you, like at the conference, you automatically feel this this connection, this shared interest of of um, of helping a family and helping a, a community member when they're at their lowest point and um and then you get so much in return as as a result of that um switching gears a little bit though you know i have another question for you guys because we talked about wishes you've granted and 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 how you guys are supporting wishes on the board side of things but if you could have a wish what would it be so i'll give you a few seconds to think about it because we have five formal wish categories for our listeners as a reminder they are to go to meet to have to be and to give so Debbie, we'll start with you. If you could have a wish, what would it be? I think I would like a shopping spree with a personal shopper. Ah, any particular store in mind? No, I'd like to go to multiple stores. Ah, there you go. And these are the type of questions that you would ask also as a, as a wish grantor, right? A very big mall <laughs> that had great wine bar. Yes, I'm digging it. I love it. <laughs> I'll be your escort. I'll be the escort for there this. You go. <laughs> and what about you, Kathy? What would your wish be? I would like to go to the Amalfi Coast. Ah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, yeah you know, one of my favorite, uh, one of the, the wishes I would love to have is to go to Bora Bora. You know, mm. one of those stilt houses out yes. in crystal clear waters. Like, man, that would be phenomenal. And Amalfi Coast, I mean, that's very similar, you know, environment. So, yeah, and one could dream, right? When we can it, travel again. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> and uh, lastly, in one word, how would you describe Make-A-Wish? I mean, Make-A-Wish is definitely awesome. And I guess that's the first thing that came came to my mind. But I think just based on our conversation, Abe, I want to say impactful. I mean, it it really, it is. That's so what true. What about you, Debbie? If you could choose one word to describe Make-A-Wish, what word would it be? Life-changing. Life-changing and impactful. Two of the key uh, foundational words we use in all of our trainings and everything we do when, when, look at, when getting volunteers prepared to visit families is you're creating a life-changing, transformational, and impactful experience for our Wish kids and their families during a difficult time. And you know, we're so thankful to both of you for coming on to the Wish House podcast today. Special thanks to, to you for sharing these amazing stories. These, you know, Ashley's, come on. This was like, we, we buried the lead. We should have started with that. Um, <laughs> that was one of the most amazing stories of, uh, of, of, of true life-changing experiences because, you know, you guys truly had an impact in her life that it was a small wedding and she kept, you know, two spots just for you guys. And that's amazing. Um, so on behalf of Maybe all of us, yeah, I'm surprised that you didn't mess up who was Kathy and who was Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's another fun, fun fact for those that are listening in. You know, Debbie and Kathy, you know, for many, obviously, as volunteers working together on wishes, they were interchangeable. Like it was, oh, you guys are a package deal. So it's like, is you Kathy, Debbie, Debbie, Kathy is like, you, you email one, the other one responds. It's like they're answering questions for each other. So, <laughs> so you know what, Abe? we had someone tell us at the board, we really didn't know who was who until you finally got on the board. <laughs> we just was one name. <laughs> That's so, yeah, it's like Kathy, Debbie. 
And then we we recorded that funny thing for Sharon Hodney when she when she retired. <laughs> that was confusing names and faces and. And it was so funny because we had a board meeting the following day and Tom called me Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. People do not know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you know, I think our listeners will hear your voices and hopefully they can make a, you know, get the distinction. Cause you guys, you also kind of look similar. I mean, you have dark hair, you know, short haircuts. So it's like very similar stuff. Yeah. That's so funny. But man, thank you guys so much for. for thank you, Abe. Thank, thank you, Abe. Thank you for everything you do. You're doing a terrific yeah, job on these really podcasts. Really, really proud of all of you. It's Th- terrific. Thank you so much. It takes a village to get the podcast off the ground. And, and special shout out to our executive producers and Sydney Wolf and Jillian Rodriguez for really helping structure the uh, the whole coordination of scheduling of, of guests and also for you know helping us write the, the recaps and summaries of the, the episodes. If it wasn't for them, you know, I will have an episode, but I wouldn't be able to share it with anybody, you know, so it's really a collective effort as a team. And I think that's one of those things also about our chapter that's also something right. to be proud of, you know, is that we we pull together whenever there's there's a challenge. We're like, you know what? We got each other's back. We're going to make yeah. this work. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll wear multiple hats just to make sure that we're getting what we need to get out there, whether it's a granting a wish, coordinating a wish, you know, working with the volunteers. You know, it really is a... Um, you know, a team effort and it comes from the top to the bottom. So, you know, we can't thank you guys and the rest of the board for, for supporting us as a chapter. So thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. To our listeners. Remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. We invite you to rate review and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcast to help us reach as many people as possible about our wonderful mission. Special thanks to the executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sydney Wolf. Shout out to Wish alum Brian Chin for providing our podcast theme music. And finally, from all of us at the Wish House, stay safe and healthy.